Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, with our readings for this Sunday, we return to ordinary time after the long hiatus, if you will, of Lent and Easter. And there is something refreshingly ordinary about the major themes of our readings. God's law and getting one's life on a sure footing. We're getting back to basics in the readings today. The first reading is a passage from the book of Deuteronomy. And as the name suggests, this is a second law, Deuteros Nomos, of the Jewish people. After the great law given on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments and so on, Deuteronomy purports to be the lessons that Moses gave the people just before he died and just before they entered into the promised land. It's, it's one last speech from the great lawgiver. Now, how seriously should they and we take what he said? Well, listen to this line from our first reading. Take these words of mine into your heart and soul. Bind them at your wrist as a sign. Let them be a pendant on your forehead. Now, we can notice this practice, can't we, even to the present day, among very pious Orthodox Jews, wearing the law in a little pendant on your forehead, carrying it on your person. The law of Yahweh is everything. It's the defining truth of one's life. Then comes the promise. Typical, by the way, of the book of Deuteronomy, repeated over and over again. Listen. I set before you here this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing for obeying the commandments of the Lord. A curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Okay. Some things in life are gray and indistinct. Others are pretty clear. This is one of those latter. Follow the commands of God. You'll be blessed. Refuse to follow them. You'll be cursed. Okay. Clear. But right away, I can sense rising in you an objection. You know, that sounds good, but aren't there an awful lot of good people, followers of God's law, who, in fact, are kind of cursed, whose lives don't go well, who fail and, and suffer? And aren't there an awful lot of wicked people who despise God's law, and they seem to do pretty well. They seem to prosper. 
Well, you know, in point of fact, biblical Jews felt this objection. They wrestled with this very question. The book of Job is the most famous example of that wrestling. You know, because Job is a good man and he knows it. So he challenges God, why am I suffering? The prophet Jeremiah complains famously, Why, O Lord, do the ways of the wicked prosper? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? And especially in light of what Moses says in Deuteronomy, it's a very good question. You just told me if I follow his laws, I'll be blessed. I don't follow him, I'll be cursed. Well, sounds good, but doesn't play out in life. Okay. What we have to do is to refine what Deuteronomy means. And in so doing, we will actually open up its true meaning. Listen to what he says. Take these words of mine into your heart and soul. That's the level that we're at. The level of the heart and the soul. The blessing the author speaks of here has little or nothing to do with the surface of one's life. And the same goes for the curse. He doesn't mean that if you follow God's law, you'll always have good health, never experience setbacks or failures, always be honored, well thought of. He doesn't mean that. Because those things pertain to the relative surface of your life. He doesn't mean that ignoring God's commands will necessarily conduce to failure, sickness, rejection, etc. Those things are at the relative surface of one's life. The rhetoric here is properly religious, which is to say it addresses that deepest level of the self, the place that the Bible calls the heart and the soul. What is that? The heart or the soul is the center of you. The place where you are most authentically and deeply yourself. The point of contact with God. It's the energy that undergirds and informs all the other areas of your life, physical, psychological, emotional, relational. As such, it is at the same time the most important and the most elusive dimension of you. Here, the logic of Deuteronomy obtains. If you follow God's commands, what? You will find blessing at that level of your life. You will find what the Bible calls peace, shalom. And shalom can exist alongside of and despite the greatest kind of suffering. And if you fail to follow God's commands, you will be cursed at that deepest level. A curse that can coexist with the greatest temporal success. Does that make sense? Someone's got it all. They've got a home. They've got, they've got pleasure. They've got honor. They've got power. They've got material things. 
big bank account, you say, well, look, that guy's blessed. Well, at the relative surface of life. But what's at the level of his heart? What's at the level of his soul? That place where he is addressed most deeply by God. I can tell you, and you know this too, there are loads of people who are blessed at the surface of life and are very cursed at the deep down level. And someone can suffer every type of setback at the relative surface. No success, no money, no power, no esteem, no honor. And yet, I know this and so do you, they can experience the deepest joy and peace at the level of the heart. They got, they got nothing, but yet they're radiant with joy. That's because they're following God's command at this deepest level. Notice something, too, in our reading. The author of Deuteronomy warns against, listen, turning aside from the way I ordain for you today and following other gods. Now, that's a good way to put it. See, where do you follow gods? That means ultimate concern. You follow those at the level of your soul, the level of your heart. I mean, you can seek after material success and honor and fame and all that, but you are seeking God at this deepest level. Don't run after false gods because that will lead to a skewing of your soul that will lead ultimately to a breaking of your heart. Now, we can find much the same thing in our gospel reading. It's a passage taken from the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. So chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew constitute the Sermon on the Mount. At the very end of chapter 7, we find this summary statement. Jesus says, Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. Friends, this is the heart of it. If you are rooted in God, at the level of your heart and your soul, you are following the intentions and commands of God, then what? You can withstand anything. Why? Because you're linked at the very center of your life to that power which is here and now creating the cosmos, that power which transcends all of space and time. You are linked to God and the storms will come, the floods will come, and they will not touch you. How about the one who does not take Jesus' words to heart? Quote, He will be like the fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds buffeted the house and it collapsed and was completely ruined. Now, friends, notice something here. The winds and floods come in both cases. 
Jesus here is giving us the proper reading of Deuteronomy. It does not mean follow God's commands and the winds and floods will never come. No, 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 no. Both the one who follows the commands and the one who doesn't experience the rain and the floods. That means all the trials and temptations and difficulties at the surface of your life. That isn't the question here. The question is, where are you rooted? If you're rooted in something other than God, then when those rains and winds and floods come, you will collapse. And if you are grounded in your heart in the commands of God, you can stand and withstand anything. Oh, I've known lots of people in my pastoral experience. Lots of people. You know them too. They got it all together. They've got everything you want out of life. Look at them. Look at that beautiful house of their life. But then there comes sickness. There comes loss. There comes failure. There comes the premature death of one of their children. There comes the death of a friend. Whatever it is, all those normal winds and floods that bedevil us. And that house can come crashing down. So, the question is, as we resume ordinary time, simple question, it's an ordinary question. Where do you stand? How goes it with your heart? On what precisely is the whole of your life built? On the commands of God, then you're built on rock on anything else you're built on sand and from that everything else will flow and God bless you I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire I pray that together We might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. Cardinal George says, It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 43 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries willing to help you during times of loss. Call 708-449-6100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.